Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of the Division One Only Podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando, and I'm your host, and we have a really special guest today, recently graduated from Clemson University, Pierre Louis de Dance. Welcome, Pierre. Hi, welcome, Eduardo. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Pierre is from Geneva, Switzerland, and his path has been kind of an uncommon one, but at the end of the day, he has received his undergraduate degree his major degree so congratulations for that thank you thank you um so tell me a little bit about your path because you did your first year of college in france then you transferred to arizona state after one year at arizona state you did two years at clemson so tell me a little bit about how your path went in college so yeah my path has been pretty 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 insane um i graduated from high school in geneva uh one day I graduated when I was uh, about to turn 18 years old. Then I decided to try to play professionally. So I went two years in the south of France. Uh, played. Uh, I was playing some futures and some French tournaments mainly. Uh, and I was studying at the same time. So I was doing what's called a BTS in French. So it's basically like undergrad but online. So I was I was doing this for two years. Um, and then I decided to go to the United States on my second year while I was still in the south of France at Moratoglou. So, so then I decided to go to Arizona State. So my, my, my credits from those two years transferred into one year. So I, I, I entered Arizona State as a sophomore, actually. Yeah. Um, the problem was I thought I'd be eligible to be in the business school and I, I would have all my credits. But I didn't, so I was studying something that I didn't like, and I I wasn't playing as much in the team there. So I decided to transfer and contact all the schools that I that I've been in contact with before I I come into Arizona State. So I decided to go back to to Clemson, uh, to contacted them, loved the campus, loved everything there, and uh, spent the last two years there. It was it was great. Nice, and I would like. I would like to start by asking, when did you decide college tennis was a path for you? Because as you said, you were playing yeah. several several professional tournaments. And when I remember when I met you in Mallorca like six or seven yeah. years ago, maybe more, you were really focused on trying to make a pro career. When did you, yeah. re when did you realize coming to America was the right fit? Uh, so I graduated from high school in June 2015. I would say... And I dis and I went to Arizona State for September, uh, August 2017. Let's say I think probably towards November, December 2016. So six months before coming to college, I I really I really looked into that. I was playing a lot of future, uh, and I just didn't see it happening for me. Honestly, okay. uh, it was too much of a grind. There's so many good players. And just too many expenses, not enough results. I thought I was just not getting smarter. So it was kind of a stressful time for me, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do, what to do with my life. So spoke to some, some of my friends, and they told me that the best choice they've ever taken was to go to the United States. I was like, I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And yeah, it was the best decision ever. Yeah. Did you know a lot about college tennis at that time? No, I didn't, which, which I mean, looking back, uh, 
it was hard for me to make a good decision because I didn't know the system. I didn't know uh, the credits. I didn't know how. I didn't. I didn't know much about team, uh, team spirit in, in tennis as an individual sport, obviously. So it was kind of hard, and I didn't know the reputation of the university. Like for example, I came to Arizona State. I didn't even know it was a party school before I went there. <laughs> and then, and then I went there, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I understand now. But, but yeah, I mean, now looking back. It's just I've gained so much knowledge about just the American system, which is completely different from the, um, the European one, for example. Yeah, for sure. And how was the recruiting process for you? Uh, because I remember, as you said, you you visited multiple schools. I think Virginia Tech was one of them. But yeah. how, how was the whole thing for you, especially coming from Europe? Yeah, so I visited Virginia Tech actually one year uh, before. So on my first year in Martigou, I visited Virginia Tech. So I was thinking about maybe one day going to America. I visited there. I kind of liked it, but I just, I don't know. It just didn't happen. And then I said, okay, maybe maybe it's my face. Maybe that's what I need to do. So I started playing pro. Uh, and then I was like, nah, actually, I should probably go to, to college. Yeah. Um, but no, I had, I had an incredible agent. Uh, Mark Legree, I really recommend him. He was he was he was really good. He took care of all my transfers. My, I mean, my case was pretty uncommon because I had so much to transfer, and I had so many so many things to translate. And he took really good care of all of that, and it, he made it really simple. And I couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, because what a lot of people may not understand, and I uh, I assume it was the same case for you. It was the fact that the NCAA like eligibility thing is like so stressful because you have to send like so yeah, many transcripts, is. especially since you're international, you have to translate them. So I must I must imagine yeah. it, it was a pain. Yeah, and, and like for example, just to just to illustrate that, uh, the first fall I've played only one fall. So in my whole college career, and it was this year. So like when I came to Arizona, um, I wasn't eligible to play in the fall, which which hurt because I, I just wanted to play, obviously. Yeah. So I couldn't play any tournaments in the fall, so I had to sit out and see all the guys playing, regionals and everything, and just I had to practice on my own. And then, and then I went to Clemson, and I was like, all right, let's get a fall. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, and then, Bang, because I transferred. I didn't have enough credits to meet the criteria, so I couldn't play. And I had no um, 21 credits. Yeah, so I couldn't play last fall. I mean, fall of 2018, didn't play. So, yeah, 21 credits, a lot of classes, just kind of struggling, honestly, a little bit. So you But couldn't you couldn't, you couldn't, even practice with the team? You were practicing just on your own? No, no, no. I was practicing with the team, just not playing tournaments. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. perfect, but you know what I mean. Like, it's, it was yeah, not. Yeah, it I was mean, not as least, bad. It was at not... least, at least, I was getting some practices in. Yeah, of yeah. course. But I mean, you know how it is. Like, coaches kind of look at the fall season to do the lineups. Um, yeah. Just kind of have a a good idea of what the team's gonna look like. And I felt like I was I was left apart. 
I mean, yeah. not because of them, but because of the whole system. Yeah, exactly. And that, that was hard to accept. You start like a step behind everyone else just because everyone else has already been competing for like the past six months, right? Yeah, and right off the bat, you have to make sure you're competitive when you haven't played a match in six months. Yeah. So, and, and there isn't a state. I mean, our schedule was crazy. We played, I mean, I remember we played TCU, Texas A&M first, first uh First weekend, I got to play against Texas A&M at number five spots for some reason, and then it was it was crazy. Yeah, I imagine. It was, it was hard to adapt, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and I like to ask this question to every international player that comes to the podcast because I feel that yeah. everywhere else than in the United States, players have a misconception about college tennis and think that the yeah. level is not that good. Do you agree yeah. with this? And did you kind of think the same way before coming to the States? I mean, not at all, honestly. For for a lot of people, college tennis is 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 like a give up situation where it's okay. The tour is too good, for, is is too hard. Um, so I'm just gonna go to college and chill, party. That's that's a big that's a big misconception that people have in Europe. I've realized that most of the, the one of the best players I've seen are probably here in college. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the the top ten players are gonna be probably top 100 in the world yeah uh they've been i mean i was so surprised because i played i remember at arizona state my first year i saw the texas a&m was rinder knash at one oh no kipson at one rinder knash then it was vashko was playing four i was playing aguilar at five arconada at three i mean it was insane I mean, the team was just, and there's so many good teams like this. Not even, not only Texas A&M, but just so many good, so many good players, which shows you that the American system and the college system is actually probably the best, honestly, for any for anybody. Yeah. Unless you're unless you have a big contract and you've been really good in juniors and you you're able to sign with an agency. I mean, of course, go ahead and play on tour. But for most of the people, um, I think college is. College is much more than ideal. Yeah, as you said, um, that Texas A&M team was crazy. We had uh, Patrick Gibson on the podcast, and he was like, yeah, I was there six months, and then I decided to turn pro. Then you have Axel Geller yeah. at Stanford, who was used to be like the yeah. number one player in the world in juniors and still decided to yeah. come to college. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's clearly not a downgrade. Maybe yeah, no, you can you can only improve coming to college. Plus, especially the fact that you get an education, I think it's a big up yeah. for many players. Yeah, I mean, going to class every day and just uh, cultivating my brain just helped me on the court too. I think you know, just trying to trying to get my brain going, thinking about stuff, uh, memory. Uh, it helped me, I think, because. I mean, when I was in the south of France, I was just not studying and I felt like I was getting dumber and just more obsessed with tennis, but not in the right way. When now I have an obsession, but I feel like it's it's much more, um, it's much healthier. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. And has the level in college tennis surprised you, to be honest? Yeah, I was so surprised. I was, that was crazy. I mean, I thought, honestly, I thought I could go to any school and have 100% scholarship and play too. That's well, that was my mis. That was one of my misconceptions when I go, when I went to college. 
I thought that I was just really good, and then I realized I was not good, really. There yeah. were so many better players. There were so many good players out there. Yeah. I mean, I just in every team, in every team, and now even even some teams, you know, when you go to a tournament or the day before a game, you see like people playing, like practicing on the courts, and then you can't even tell who's in, who's playing one, or who's playing eight, or who's playing six <laughs> in the best teams. This is how it is. If you don't know the names of the guy and the faces, it's very hard to know who's gonna play one or eight because the level is just so high. Yeah, for sure. And um, okay, so you come to America, and your first year at Arizona State was tough, as you said, fighting for a yeah. spot in the lineup every week. Yeah. But that capped off by you guys making the NCAA tournament. I remember seeing yeah. that video of you guys like in the in the hall, waiting yeah. to see if you guys were gonna make it, and you ended yeah. up making it. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about that year tennis-wise because I think it was also the first year that the program reopened, right? After being yeah. closed for like 10 years. Yeah. How was yeah, it? This, 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 that year was really exciting because it was like a fresh start. Um, the, te the tennis program had been rebuilt, so we were the first team uh, being rebuilt. I mean, I came, I came in the fall and some guys had come one year earlier uh, but just couldn't compete yet because they only had five players. But I think, I mean, our team was really strong, I thought. Uh, we had Michael Gers, who's been doing really good. We had Benji Anastad, uh, Mikey, Andrea Bola, the Italian guy, Tim Ruhl. We had a lot of good players, honestly. Uh, Will and Tom Wright were really good, too. Uh, it was super exciting because we were all young, and it was basically everybody's first year. So everybody was just trying to gouge themselves. Um, And I mean, I liked it. I, I, I really, I think I don't want to, I, I wish I didn't have made another plan or another decision because this taught me so much. And I just had fun there. I mean, it wasn't meant to be for me, but it was, I had a good year, honestly. Nice. And was it hard to balance athletics and academics when you first arrived? Honestly, no, not as much because I mean, I've, In, in Switzerland, the high school is, is hard. It's very hard. So I was always used to study a lot to get good grades. Uh, it was, for, for me, it was more a matter of doing it again because in the south of France, I didn't study. I didn't have to study as much. Uh, but my English has, has been pretty good uh, since I'm, I'm younger because I took some English classes. My parents made me do that for some reason. Uh, but no, it wasn't that hard. And especially the major I was in, Uh, was not that hard, so it was just more of a matter of of actually doing the work. But but I've been I've been doing a lot of work and much more work than I've done in my first year at Asian State. Yeah, I, yeah, because I have like a couple of French friends, and they tell me like school in France is way harder, like significantly harder than in the states, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in high school, at least in high school. Then in college, it depends because depends on your major and depends where you study but in high school yeah i mean yeah 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 sure. and what advice would you give a junior player when it comes to being able to manage both academics and athletics um honestly like don't stress about it too much because you have so many people around you that can help you and you have tutors you have advisors You can speak to your coaches. You have all the people in your team that can help you out. So 
I mean, college is hard, of course. Like, you have to study and everything. But there's a lot of people graduate from college, too. Like, you're not the only athlete doing this. And there's other people that are doing this that are just doing, just doing fine. So, use, just be smart about how you study and don't put too much on yourself because you can you can rely as a freshman you can rely on seniors and juniors to help you out a little bit and just show you the way yeah that's a good advice that that is true yeah um okay so after your first year as you said you decided to transfer to clemson uh, how did that come about and how early before the year ended did you start talking to coaches about transferring So I started talking to the coaches in April. So we had, uh, I think it was spring break at Arizona State, and I went to visit Clemson and, and Georgia Tech. Uh, so those those were the two my last two choices. Um, and then just right before NCAA with with Arizona State, I committed to Clemson. So I knew I was going to go there. Uh, and no, I just fell in the campus i mean it's very different clemson is so different from arizona state it's just two other worlds one's the desert and the other one's just like the forest so um both party schools though right yeah no it's it's great honestly clemson, <laughs> i mean it's it's a little bit it's really isolated from everything so in that sense it's it was two years was enough If, if if you understand what I mean, yeah, no, because the the next big the next big city you have is just Atlanta. That's two hours away, and I don't own a a car, so yeah. I mean, what am I gonna do? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I I I made my decision pretty late, actually, which 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 kind of hurt me with the scholarship a little bit because I mean I've always made my decision pretty late. I think I mean Arizona State was pretty late, Clemson was pretty late, and Delaware was. Even later, I just made it like two weeks ago. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Delaware. We'll get to yeah. the Delaware situation. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was it was it was an easy choice for me, yeah. honestly. And I, I like the coaches and everything. So yeah. And how early before the year ended did you start talking to coaches about it? Um, just like a couple. I mean, a couple weeks. I mean, I just had two, three meetings with the head coach at Arizona State, Matt Hill. Yeah. And we just we just came to the conclusion that uh, it it was a better it was a better fit for me to 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 leave and he would help me and he helped me out uh, in the transfer process so there was really no uh, no problems in, in the transfer like I know some people have had troubles transferring but I'm really not one of them okay okay and was it hard to adapt at Clemson after being at S A S U Yeah, I mean, yeah, the first semester was, was the toughest because I thought I was going to play and I didn't play. And also uh, to be on track to graduate now in May 2020, I had to take 21 credits in the fall, which was crazy because the level of academics at Clemson are just a lot harder. Than Wait, so that's seven the, classes? Is that seven Yeah, classes? seven classes. I was taking seven classes. Oh, man. Yeah. So that was that was so much. I mean, honestly, that was crazy. But I mean, I I knew I had to do that when I went on my visits. Like the advisors there and the 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 whole advising team is really good at Clemson, and they knew exactly what I had to do. And this is what this is what I did. So they told me, oh, these are the conditions. You're gonna have to do this, this, and this in order to be eligible. So I took 21 credits in the fall. 
15 in the spring in season and then I had to take 15 in the summer again. So last summer you did 15 credits? Yeah, I did 15 last summer. Yeah. But they helped you out with the financial aid, right? Yeah, yeah, they did, they did. You got like the summer financial yeah, at yeah, athletics yeah. credit? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. yeah, that's good. I actually got... But, but still, you have to study. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but at least you're not paying but, for it, if you know what I mean. That's true. That's yeah, true. I actually got that this this summer. I'm taking two summer classes. Okay. This, yeah. This summer, yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. We don't pay for it. Yeah. And you think the fact that in your first semester at Clemson you were not eligible to play that helped you to focus more on academics? Yeah, it did because that was really the only thing. So uh, I tried to. I tried to not make the same mistake. I think I made it there's a mistake was to compare myself a lot to the other guys in the team. Uh, you know, who's going to play in the lineup, just being, just being pretty, I don't know, just thinking about that a lot. It kind of, it kind of ate me. So I, I tried to do my best in academics and then just help the team when I, whenever I was in court. And it turned out that it was, it was, it was the best because when I got to play in the spring, I, I had a good season last year. I had a good record, so yeah, I was one of the leaders on the team, so it was good. Nice. And what advice would you give a college player who is scared of transferring and testing new waters? Because you see this like literally every summer or every December, every end of the semester, basically, that yeah. players don't want to really transfer because they are scared. Like they literally rather just be a walk-on on the team or not play than actually transferring. So what advice yeah. would you give them? What advice would you give to those players? I mean, honestly, like, as bad as it sounds, it depends a lot on the budget, you know. If, if you have a lot of money uh, and, and the people that are paying for your school are willing to pay the money, I mean, just stay, it, you, can, you should stay in your, in your university if you like it. If you truly don't like it and you think that you can seek better, better options somewhere else, just do it because there's so many universities. Like, I've been on the portal like it's my house um, <laughs> like I know the portal so well now and you get a lot of emails from different schools and of course there's some school that you are never going to be interested in but I mean look at me now I've transferred to Delaware and I, I never thought I mean I never thought I'd get in there with especially with the level of academics um, and yeah no I mean just there's so many good universities in the United States that I think you should give it a shot, yeah, no matter what. Okay, okay. That's a good advice. And now you decided to transfer again and take your yeah. talents to the University of Delaware for your master's. Yeah. How did that option present itself? So one, one of the rules from the, from the NCAA to, to transfer for as a graduate uh, student is that, for example, for me, I couldn't, I couldn't pick a, a major that I was going to study, that was offered at Clemson. So I couldn't do an MBA. I couldn't do um, like an engineering thing because they have a lot of engineering programs at, at Clemson. So I had to do something else. So I found a, a international business program, MIB, that they don't offer at Clemson. So that, that was what I want to study. So now I was just going through the schools that were contacting me and looking at if they had one or not. And Delaware proved to be like a better school than Clemson, actually a better public school on the rankings. They had a good, really good uh, business school. 
and and yeah, I mean, uh, the coach who's contacted me, they offered me a really good deal, so they were paying for my masters. So I mean, it's just the best choice for me. Okay, and this fifth year that you were playing, technically, because if we count like your first year at France, yeah, is it because of the coronavirus or is it because you actually have an extra another year? No. No, it's because of the virus, yeah. Okay, Only. okay. Otherwise, that would be done, yeah. Okay. So actually, I mean, this virus is actually a blessing for me. <laughs> okay, yeah, because, that sounds bad, but yeah, it, I get what you're saying. It, 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 it helped me. It helped me because I had more options because of this, unfortunately. Yeah, no. So, I, I know a lot of players that actually have, I mean, just the fact that you get an extra year of yeah. eligibility, the fact that you are I, actually able to get your master's paid, which I imagine it was not an option you had in your mind like a couple no, of months ago. My option at the beginning was to be a graduate uh, Coach. assistant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's what I want to do. But the problem is... Uh, the big programs don't do that because they have an actual assistant coach. Yeah. And they don't have a graduate assistant. So I would have to go to a smaller school. So therefore, academics wouldn't be as good. And just start from the bottom of the ladder. And I thought that would be... I mean, be, I mean that would be possible. I, I had some offers. But I wasn't really happy with it. And I wanted to go to a better school. So when I found that I was getting my year back, I, I straight up told the coach that I didn't think I was going to come back to Clemson and just transfer to another school. Okay, okay, perfect. But you were still able to do your fifth year at Clemson, right? Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been. But you know how uh, if you return, the, the coaches are allowed to lower your scholarship, maybe cut it, and they had so many recruits for next year, and they were building a completely different program there at Clemson because we have new coaches this year that I loved, I absolutely loved. I mean, every recruit should consider Clemson now because this is going to be such a good program. But I felt like I was older, and there were so many young guys coming in the team, so I just wanted to just try something else. <laughs> Yeah, no, plus that is a very mature decision for you to take, like just the fact that you know that there's like new beginnings at Clemson, you know that yeah, yeah. May maybe your time there, it's over, so you decided to transfer, which is like a yeah, very this, mature decision. This, to, yeah, this is exactly what I thought. I mean, the coaches have been trying to change the program. I mean, we have the same team this year than last year, but we still had a lot of, I mean, better results, finishing in top 45, when last year we were like 100 Um, so they're changing the culture of the program and they have a lot of recruits coming in, a lot of American people uh, from th South Carolina. Um, Matt Walters, the assistant, is a really, really good uh, recruiting coach. He recruits one of the best players in the nation. So I felt like, I mean, I just want to let them do their thing and just move on to. Okay, okay. And knowing what you know now, what would you do differently if you were starting college again today? Um, I mean, it's hard to tell because maybe I should, I could have saved myself some energy and just maybe pick one place and just stay there <laughs> for four years and just doing my graduate program there. That probably would have saved some energy for me, my parents, and my agent. But, I mean, I'm happy I got to experience all of this because now I know so much about the different programs and what's important when you are looking for a school. I mean... I got some emails from my graduate for when I was on the portal like a few months ago, 
And I just straight up know now, okay, this is not going to interest me. This is not the place I want to go to. Uh, this is not where there's the most job opportunities. So when you don't know that at the beginning, like I didn't know that. I knew, I knew a lot about Europe, but I didn't know anything about the United States. So I don't think I'd do anything differently. Um, just because, I don't know, it's my experience. This is, that's, that's shaped me. That's made me do the, the, the guy I am now and I don't think I'll do anything differently yeah that's good that, that's what I was gonna say that the experiences that you live are made you as you said the guy that you are today and yeah. I mean the yeah. fact that you basically have been you were in the um, in the southwest at Arizona then you went like in the east almost in the south at yeah, South Carolina then you you're coming up to Delaware, so yeah. no, I think I think yeah. it's a, it was a good decision for you, and congrats on that. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, just one last question before we get to the final segment. Um, do you think you have grown up since your arrival at ASU? Yeah, so much. Oof. I mean, this has been crazy. When I went to Arizona State, I thought, uh, I, I mean, I felt like a little boy because there were all the people. And it's just like, you know how you are a freshman in college. I mean, it's not easy to be a leader or a captain, especially when everything is new. And especially when you have to ask anybody else where your class is, your next class is, where the food is, where anything is. So it was hard to adapt. It was more, I was more focused on myself rather than helping my teammates. Whereas now, I mean, at Clemson, I felt like I had a big part in the program because I was one of the oldest boys and... Um, just, just yeah, just showing showing the example and having a bigger role in the team helped me. Uh, I was also I was part of the sack meeting there at Clemson, which helped me just uh, engage myself with the other athletes and just having more of a social life. So no, that definitely I've, I've grown so much with college. Yeah, for the people that don't know, like the SAC representative, there's one in each team in yeah. every university, and it's like basically the guy yeah. that represents you, that represents the team in like the athletics meeting, right? Is that a good definition of it? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the student athlete uh, advising commi uh, committee. So yeah, we we speak about a ton of stuff, but mostly with student athletes, how to how to better our Uh, academics, how to make sure we have the, the right amount of swipes for food, how to vote for legislation with the NCAA. So we're the, we're the direct people. So of course you have the president in the SAG, but we are basically the jury. Yeah. So we we vote for some, we vote for some laws that we want, that we do or don't want, and then Um, the SAC representative just brings it out for... I mean, I was in the ACC, for example, so he speaks with the president of each institution in the ACC, but that's how it works. All right, all right. Okay, this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D15. So it's five yeah. rapid-fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can, okay? All right, sounds good. I'm ready. Clemson or ASU? Clemson. Geneva or South Carolina? Geneva. Favorite college memory? Uh, clinching against Georgia State, um, maybe two months ago. Most listened artist at the moment? Uh, Roddy Rich. <laughs> What other profession aside from tennis would you like to attempt? 
sports agent. All right, perfect, bro. Is a sport agent something that is your passion? Like you have been following that for for a while now, or is it recently? Yes, yes. This is what I want to do. All right. So nice. that's why um, that's why I'm studying international business. Uh, Delaware's Delaware's nice location because it's pretty close to some big cities, which I was uh, looking for. It's close to Philly. It's close to Maryland. It's close to New York. Um, so it's it's. It's it's interesting uh, for job opportunities, whereas Clemson was just Atlanta, Greenville, so yeah, not, basically not in, the, in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Pierre. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, no, yeah, I I appreciate you because you're basically sharing your experiences, and this is like as as I said before, it's like an, an uncommon path, but that doesn't mean it's a wrong one. That's just the yeah. path that you had to follow, and yeah, I'm true. sure there are plenty of guys like around the co in the college system, not only tennis players but just athletes in general, who are like undecided on whether they think transferring is a good option or if they think that yeah. staying at, a, at one place or moving may hurt their chances to be eligible maybe later on yeah. the road. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah. And if, if anybody has questions, just I'm, I'm putting myself out there to answer any questions. I know it can be a stressful process, but I mean, I've been through it uh, back and forth three times. <laughs> so I know a little bit now. So... Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. No, thank you, Pierre, and thanks to all the fans for tuning in, and see you next yeah. time. See ya.